Welcome to the Messenger Podcast. I hope that you will sit back and take a few moments to listen to what the Spirit of the Lord would like to say to you today. He is encouraging us and challenging us to not be afraid, but to be strong in the power of His might. Now, let's go to today's podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm looking forward to sharing this time with you. And as I have said in my previous podcast, the next few uh, podcasts that I'm going to do are going to be telling you some of the visions and supernatural events that have taken place in my life in the past and also most recently. And the Lord has given me um, a release to be able to begin sharing some of these with the body of Christ. And I believe because the times that we are in, we need to see where the Lord is speaking to us and also has been speaking to you individually and confirming exactly what he's saying to you through other people or prophets. I'd like to greet the listeners from Lithuania and from Slovenia. What a wonderful opportunity um, to join you in sharing with the Word of God. And I look forward also to blessing those that are listening in Iran. I know that uh, God is moving there in a very unique and special way, and so it's an honor to have you listening as well. I'd also like to thank those of you who have been so kind to share your offerings this past year. I simply ask that if the Lord would lay it on your heart or he prompts you, if you would be willing and open to blessing and sharing what I do in ministry as well as helping to support the podcast so it can continue to go around the world, it would be a great honor and blessing. And I certainly would appreciate your sacrificial giving. So today's podcast, what are we going to talk about? It's definitely a different time and season in the world. And this podcast is a vision that I had. The title of it is called Forerunners, Unifiers, and the Army of God. Today's podcast is going to be an interesting one. And so I'm going to share these with you and let's get going here. What I'm sharing on this specific podcast is about a vision that I had when my husband and I were first engaged. I was staying in his parents' home in Illinois and my husband had his own house about 10 miles away. We spent a lot of time talking together and praying and just contemplating what our future would look like in the Lord and how he was going to use us when Steve would come over to spend time with me after work. One evening, I had gone into my in-law's living room to play the piano and worship and sing to the Lord. And while I was worshiping him and enjoying being in his presence, I had what would be described as a screen being dropped out in front of my eyes take place. And I had a very visual picture to watch, or as the Bible would call it, a vision. I saw myself running across some semi-rocky land, and Steve was behind me. He was trying to direct a group of individuals to stay in line and to be in unity together. All of us had what looked to be like a stretchy headband wrapped around our head and across our foreheads. Attached on the front of these were round lights like miner's lamps. Some of the lights on the people in the line where Steve was trying to get them to come into unity and walk together would flicker and not come on brightly. Others were very bright and consistently steady. I was running ahead like a scout and the word forerunner came into my mind as I was running ahead. I turned around and looked at what Steve was doing and he was trying to stop these individuals from elbowing each other and fighting over whose theology was the most correct. Above the heads of these individuals, I noted that there were denominational church organizational names and also non-denominational titles. 
I turned back around and continued my scouting and forerunning and was jogging at a relaxed pace, but I knew I was heading towards something in front of me that I needed to get to. The path had embedded rocks and bumps that I had to avoid so I wouldn't trip. The lamp or miner's light strapped to my forehead kept a bright light steadily beaming in front of me. Suddenly, in front of me was a large chasm or a gap and I had to stop and pull back so I wouldn't fall headlong into the huge gap. There was no possible human way to run and jump over it, and I was at a dead stop, staring over the edge. Intuitively, I knew I needed to get to the other side and that there was something very important for me to engage in and be a part of, but I didn't see a ladder or a bridge long enough or safe enough in any direction to try to cross over with. I heard a voice in the vision tell me to take a step of faith and that as I walked forward, not in my own strength, not in my own might or power, but in the spirit that I would make it safely to the other side. I remember feeling hesitant and thinking I needed to warn Steve. I turned around and told him I'm going to take a leap of faith to get to the other side. He looked at me and seemed to understand what I was doing and turned around and tried to tell the other individuals that they were going to have to lean upon God's power and might and supernatural ability to get them all to the other side. I once again turned around and backed up and took a running leap across this wide chasm. I was immediately on the other side and waited for Steve. I realized that I had to do this on my own with the Lord and not depend upon Steve to get me where the Lord wanted me to be, nor could I get him there. We were each responsible to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. It was as if I was lifted back over the chasm for a moment so I could observe what was taking place with Steve and the others. Several of the other individuals who were irritated that others were not listening to their great rhetoric and interpretation of things began to break loose and run forward while telling everyone how they were going to make it across the gap or the chasm. Several of them literally walked off the edge of the cliff into the chasm due to not paying attention and fell completely to the bottom. Others were fighting and several were in fear and would not attempt a leap of faith. They wanted to build a structure or devise a plan to get them there. Their lights were flickering very low by this point. Steve finally said, I have to go and he too took a running leap of faith and threw his arms upward, eyes closed, trusting in the Lord's provision to get him over the chasm. He met me standing on the other side of this wide gap. Immediately, we became members of a large army. Everyone was dressed in a white robe and had different colors of sashes to indicate which battalion or team of army members they were marching with. Everyone's headband with the lamp on the front of it was brilliantly white and the lamps were shining intensely. Everyone was in order and marching in unison with thousands of members. Overhead, there was something like artillery fire taking place in the sky. It seemed as if there were missiles and different kinds of weaponry clashing above us, but we were all marching calmly and firmly in unity and we knew we were marching under the direction of our leader, King Jesus Christ. Shortly after this surprising vision, I came to myself again and sat there and pondered what I had seen for a very long time. Steve and I have often talked about this and have often shared the details with each other again as we prayed and asked the Lord why he would show it to us at that time and what were we being prepared for. 
You know, Christian allegiances are strange and strained affairs. Many denominations and non-denominational groups, as well as progressive and New Age-influenced churches, have chosen to embrace a corporate world structure and more eagerly hunker down into a murky version of the Word of God. Many have embraced the cultural pressure to push away pure living and interpret the Word of God to fit the current day embracing of immoral sexuality and free thinking on many levels. The current blathering intellectuals of the era mock and criticize those who choose to live a morally and biblically pure and truthful application of God's Word. You know, it's just not cool or hip right now to not be a little edgy and nasty. I believe that in the vision that I had, those who were elbowing and arguing and posturing while on their way to what they felt was an event that would be in fact an important moment in the collective body of Christ. These individuals had dimmed their approach to allowing their minds to be renewed and cleansed by the Word of God. I believe the headbands that weakly flickered with the mining lights were symbols of what they fed their minds with, weakening their discernment. Those who were focused on having their minds renewed by the Word of God, being illuminated by His Word, and having their minds renewed had no wavering or angst taking place. Those that were fighting and pontificating the most had the dimming lamps that flickered and seemed to short out, and they insisted that adaptations and adjustments could be made according to the way that they interpreted faith and how to walk with Christ. They refused to listen to anyone else, and they refused to have any kind of unity, but needed to push forward to prove their point. When Steve kept telling them in the vision that they had to be unified and that they had to be humble and to humbly care for one another as brothers in the Lord, they became all the more enraged, condescending, and began to rush ahead in arrogance and with great irritability. One individual was walking backwards, lecturing everyone, and literally fell over the cliff edge into the chasm, screaming all the way down. So where are we? Anyone who is doing all they know to do to have a close walk with the Lord right now at this time who desires to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the churches and us individually is fully aware of the deceptive clouds of wickedness and filth hovering over the world. Lying has become an honored and cunning attribute in order to confuse, control, and break other human beings. Sadly, many in the faith have chosen to become rabid political activists to the point that it's all that they devour and think about day and night. They shun anyone who will not listen to them and certainly have embraced on many levels the message of a one-world unified socialist lifestyle. This is where a great delusion has been allowed to deceive many. 2 Thessalonians 2.11 warned us about this. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false. Look, there's going to be a lot of godlessness in the last days. In 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, we have quite the strong warning about how it was going to roll out and unfold. It says, so understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. I think we're there. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, but treacherous. They're reckless. They're swollen with conceit, 
and their lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but they deny its power. The word says, avoid such people. Wow. Avoid these people? These are strong and difficult words to hear, aren't they? When I was forerunning ahead in the vision, I believe it was an indicator of a prophetic forerunner seeing the things to come as well as seeing what God was asking of his people as the world became more corrupt and dark, and decisions that were difficult that were coming were about to be made. The entire time I was running, I was watching and looking to make sure that my feet would not trip. And when I came to the edge of the chasm, I knew that I had to completely abandon myself to everything that I could possibly fashion or create in my mind, leaving behind the hopeful use of any personal skills to get to the other side of where God wanted me to be. There was no possibility to run and jump and make it on my own. I had to abandon myself to the fact that God said to take a leap of faith, that I must trust him spirit, soul, and body to be moved into position in his kingdom where I would be in unity marching with his great army of servants. Somehow in my spirit, in the vision, I knew that Steve was going to be okay and also knew that we had to individually make a choice to trust God completely with our lives, no matter what difficulties we were about to face. There was great sadness on Steve's face when he turned around and knew he had to now leave those who were rushing ahead and jumping or still arguing on the edge of the chasm and that it was his time to risk everything and take a step of faith out into the unknown. The minute Steve arrived on the other side of the chasm with me, we were side by side, marching to the sound of thousands of feet in unison and voices praising God. There was a look of determination and sobriety on every face that was in every battalion of people, but everyone knew why they were there and what they were being assigned to. The flashes of light and military type of war going on above us was constant, but no one broke rank, and everyone was marching in the battalion that they were a part of. Praise and powerful prayers were coming out of all of the people's mouths as they raised their hands forward in honor of what was up ahead, which I believe was King Jesus himself. In Joel 2.11, it says that, the Lord utters his voice before his army, for his camp is exceedingly great. He who executes his word is powerful, for the day of the Lord is great and very awesome. Who can endure it? Now, I will not presume to try to unpack all that is going on in the earth today, nor will I say that I understand all of the applications of the book of Revelations or end times thought. What I will say is that the Lord has told us that the difficult days would come and that antichrists and deceivers would rise up from among us even trying to deceive the very elect, God's own precious set-apart children. In 1 John 4, 3, it says, Every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. You see, this is a time where God is already showing those who have ears to hear what he is saying and that we are being called to take great steps and leaps of trust and faith in him like we have never, ever done before. It's scary out there in the world and tyrants and wicked men and women defy and mock anything that interferes with their corruption and filth. They are absolutely not interested in the sound of the voice of the Lord, nor in his people challenging them. 
But this is where our faith and trust in God must exceed and excel. It is a time where you and I must continually and constantly renew our minds by intentionally reading and listening to the Word of God. How many times a day do people check the social media updates and news feeds on their phones and iPads? Is this where the light of Christ is found and minds are renewed? No, it's a place where distractions and debates and the opinions of man drown out truth and any trust in God. Run away from the pack. Believers, get a firm pace going in your pursuit of the truth. Be aware of those snares and rocks placed there to intentionally get you to change course or quit and become part of the world's narratives. There's no need to figure out what you are going to do in tough times if you stay close to the Word of God and the voice of God. He absolutely will guide you, and His Word is the lamp for your feet and the light that will keep your path lit up as you journey through dark days. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In closing, I encourage you to allow the Lord to do a deep purging and searching of your heart. Don't push away where he is trying to get you to give up your own personal opinions about how things are to be done in a time where recklessness and chaos are rewarded. Get quiet and be still in his presence and ask him to tell you exactly what to do. He will direct you through his word. He will bring people across your path who are either like-minded or who will point the way to absolute sustaining truth. Stay away from those who are so full of themselves and who love the sound of their own voices so that there is no room for tenderness and dialogue for a soul that is hungering after God. You and I are right now a part of the great army of God. We are to march to the sound of his voice and have our voices raised in praise of who he is and in the declaration that we are of another kingdom. Even if it seems as if nothing is changing or that God is at a distance, we are to not walk by how we feel or how things look around us. We are to be determined to be in union and in communication by the Spirit with the Spirit of the living God. Ask the Lord to draw you close to Him. Choose to run after Him. Don't wait for others to lead you or guide you to answer the questions that you have in your heart right now. Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, is able to speak clearly to you and he is able to give you direction because he is the great I am. He is wisdom and he is light and he has promised to never leave us in the dark. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's John 8:12. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, King Jesus, Holy Spirit, the great triune, one being, one God, yet three attributes. We cry out to you and we ask that you would keep us focused on the path ahead of us. Keep us in the truth. Keep the path lit with your word and a lamp of a light unto our feet. Help us not to be distracted by the things that are constantly competing for our attention and time with you. Help us to look for opportunities to do good, opportunities to be kind, and to not to condescend 
or cluster on our own safe little circles and never reach out to a shattered and frightened world. Father, we thank you for good fellowship with others, but we ask you, Lord, to send us out into the highways and the byways to proclaim truth in dark places and to help bring captives, Lord, free so that they might know you and come home. We ask for a move of your spirit across the land that you would shake and that you would challenge and that you would break the backs of the dark souls that are trying to do damage and harm to your human creations. We ask for exposure that light would come into dark places and that you would crush the enemies that stand before us. Lord, that you will break the backs of the enemy. We ask now that you would encourage each person that is listening, Lord, that they would hear your voice and not listen to the voice of a stranger. We cry out to you, Father, and we stand before the throne of God, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb that was slain, who is worthy to receive power and might and dominion. And we raise our voices as his army in praise, for we are of another kingdom, and our allegiance is to the kingdom of God. Father, the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. We thank you that we are members of that kingdom. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, that we live out as kingdom people what you are living out now in the heavenly realm. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. This is a time for the Lord to do a deeper work in all of us. I bless you. I hope this encouraged you. I hope that you will ask God to show you things supernaturally as well. They come without you making them happen, though. He comes and visits us as he chooses. And I encourage you to listen to my next podcast where I'll be sharing a wonderful Christmas vision experience, a beautiful moment where the Lord deeply touched me during a very difficult time when people were dying around me and we had just some very difficult strain and a beautiful supernatural event that showed me where he was and what he was doing in the earth at that time. So I will close with this final word to you. You can go to my website. We've had to rebuild the entire website. The old company I worked with sold their business and closed down. And so we've had to rebuild everything. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to have a new site and a new place where everything is all kind of conglomerated. So that's at www.marylindo.com. So I bless you today. I encourage you to stand firm in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I say goodbye for now.